This is The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 370. The benefit to the company was we saw attrition rates plummet. So uh, attrition rates dramatically improved. So that reduced cost number one. So that gave us a sense that employee satisfaction was improved. Employee engagement was improved. Because one of the leading causes of people leaving a company was disengagement. They don't feel connected. And so we got huge benefit in terms of retention. And that was a, that was a big plus. The second piece was productivity. Um, we saw a huge, I mean, beyond what we had predicted. Or- that was Tom Berlin executive and leadership coach who initiated bringing coaching into his organization to change the culture. What happens in an organization when leader is coach? Many things. And in this episode, we are going to dive into what the program looked like and what were the results so that you can better understand the impact and success when leader is coach. Join us. Hello, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here as we are wrapping up 2023. So this is our final episode for 2023 as we always take a two-week break at the end of the year. And I want to be sure that you come back uh, every Wednesday in 2024 as we continue bringing you a new episode focused on strategies, tools, and resources for coaches and leaders. I'm Meg Rentschler. I am the host of the show. And this episode is especially special to me for a couple of reasons. First of all, back in 2007, 2008, when I began to transition out of my therapy practice into an executive coaching business, I did so for several reasons. But key to that was my commitment to help organizations be healthier places for people to work. I had seen in my therapy practice, client after client coming in who was struggling because of their work environments. Maybe they were asked to lead, but not really given the tools to lead, or were being led by leaders and organizations that didn't seem to understand the human element, the aspect of empowering people, encouraging people to bring their best forward. And I wanted to make a difference in that executive coaching seemed to be the key way to go into organizations and help give them the tools they needed to really create well-being in the workplace and allow people to bring their gifts forward. So fast forward to today's episode. Today's episode is going to focus in on a program that I've had the honor to participate in as the facilitator. And my guest is the coach who came up with the plan, who had the vision for 
bringing this coaching culture into the organization where he worked and really making a difference. My guest today is Tom Berlin. Tom is a friend and a colleague. I had the honor of being his instructor when he went through coach training and have spent the last year and a half working very closely with him on the the coaching program that his organization is sponsoring. Tom is a seasoned professional with over 45 years of experience in building high-performing teams that really drive those impactful results. Throughout his career, Tom has held various leadership positions in sales, in direct sales teams, indirect channels, overseeing sales enablement efforts. One of Tom's passions, and you will hear this in the interview, is employee engagement and getting emotional commitment in teams in in the organization as a whole. He believes that these factors are crucial for both organizational success and personal growth. And once again, you will hear that again and again in the interview. When Tom was growing and learning, he recognized that there was really a lack of understanding and training in these areas of employee engagement, adoption, emotional commitment. So he made it his business to figure out how to do that. And that came to be in a program that he implemented with the leaders in his organization to really create a difference. And I invited him to today's show so that we could talk about how driving that coaching culture changed his organization, what it required, and how those things were brought forward in this, in his brainchild, in the thing that he helped implement for his past organization. With Tom's extensive experience and deep understanding of coaching and team dynamics, he serves as a trusted advisor and partner for organizations looking to elevate their performance through a coaching culture. His expertise and passion for driving those transformative results come through in every word that he speaks in this interview and just makes him the go-to expert in this. I was delighted to be able to invite Tom to share about this experience that I had the honor of being a part of with him. And it, it feeds into that very passion that I had when I transitioned 15 years ago from therapist to coach, really wanting to create empowered, energetic, dynamic organizations through the power of coaching. And that is exactly what Tom and I talk about today. So let's go to my interview with Tom Berlin. Tom Berlin, welcome to the Star Coach Show. Hey, Meg, it's great to see you again. It is great to be here with you. I have got to say that I've had the honor of working really closely with you for about the past 18 months, and it has been one of the bright 
shining stars in my life. So um, thank you for that. You are a delight to work with. Well, and and you are as well. As uh, you know, it's been uh, you know we we created this with help from several other folks that are out there, but we created and collaborated in terms of what would make this successful. You know, I'm really encouraged by what I'm hearing from uh, my old team that the impact is that we thought was there and we put in the business case has come through. So now we're going to kind of shed some light on what the heck we're talking about. So Tom is here with me today to talk about what bringing coaching into an organization very intentionally with a plan and a structure, what that actually does to for and for an organization. And so you have spent the past several years envisioning this and making it happen. And let's sort of start with what led you to the vision of, I can change an organization by incorporating coaching into that organization. Mm -hmm. Well, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, is from Thomas Edison, and uh, and he was asked about how many times he hadn't been successful in creating the light bulb, and uh, he said, "I haven't failed. I just found ten thousand ways that don't work." And for me, it's been a journey. Um, and and I would say um, years ago, when I was a sales VP at AT and T, and had just gotten the position, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, it was it was a real stretch, and uh, it was one of those "be careful what you wish for" moments. Um, but I got a chance to work with um, two really cool consultants, uh, Jeff Gibson and Pat Lancioni from the Table Group. They came in, and they were probably some of the best consultants I've ever worked with. And they taught me how to be a leader. They coached me on how to be a leader, and some of that was coaching, but not in that term. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to see as a leader in an organization what an impact was, uh, what the impact was. And then as I left AT&T and I kind of reflected on that experience, you know, I I thought about the transformation that we went through um, Mm -hmm. at the time. And, you know, I I actually studied it. And um, and the, the two things I think that were probably the most impactful things was employee engagement in emotional commitment. Mm. Those two things um, are, are critical in any organization going through a transformation or trying to be best in class. You know, when you, when you start to, to um, do a little bit of research on those two topics, nobody tells you how to get there. Um, they just it's, say it's, it's needed. <laughs> it's needed. Well, you know, I know I'll know when somebody's engaged when they're engaged, but I don't know how to get them there, right? And it's, it's sort of the same thing with management. Really, people become managers because they were really good at the job that they did as an individual right. contributor. And we spend tons of money on training people to do a task and a job, but we spend very little money as corporations on how to develop managers. GE did a great job of it. They had it down to a science. IBM did as well. Um, I know AT&T didn't. Um, they mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't spend that time. And so, um, but anyway, I, um, as I as I studied that, I, I kind of pivoted my career, and I said, you know what? 
I'm really interested in helping organizations develop their talent and to start to solve for how do you get engagement and how do you get emotional commitment from people? And, you know, I had a, an opportunity to work with um, a really bright guy. Um, uh, he's, he's since passed, but Robert Racine, who um, was a leader in sales enablement um, way back in, in the early, like 2011, 2012, when it was really starting to be become a, a thing. But he was a great coach um, and he believed in coaching. He didn't do a really good job in terms of teaching people how to be a coach, but he could show you what a good coach was. So um, he role modeled exactly he what. He role modeled, right. Mm-hmm. But he also introduced me to another individual that's been very impactful in my life, um, Jennifer Hogland and uh, Hogberg. And, and Jennifer um, was with a sales methodology company. But a big part of that sales methodology was teaching the sales methodology, but then teaching how to coach to mm. the methodology for managers, right? And at that point, Robert had put me in charge of um, developing a coaching organization or a coaching team that would go out and do deal coaching. And so that was sort of our, our stick. And I thought that that was really the, you know, that's what you have to do to create a coaching organization is, is you got to be the coach, Right. And, um, you know, along the way, I, I had an opportunity to meet Scott Santucci. Scott Santucci is a brilliant mind um, who used to work for Forrester, used to head up, um, you know, one of the research divisions around sales enablement. And he and I have had, our, uh, I want to say argument, but good discussions, healthy discussions <laughs> about coaching, right? Um, and, and what that means. And he's, he's always pushed me, never told me what the answers were. So I'm not quite sure he knew exactly what the answers were, but he knew the good, what the good questions to ask me were. And that really started me to think about how do you best get the impact of coaching uh, in an organization? And, you know, I, I had an opportunity over the course of the last three and a half years or, or last three years of my, my um, corporate career of working in a sales enablement organization that went through a big transformation where quote unquote coaches, which were really trainers, um, mm-hmm. we needed to pivot them. And so um, I was looking for a way to develop them as a real coach, right? And I went back and talked to Jennifer and said, if I was to do this, what model should I use? And, and she's a big advocate of ICF the International mm-hmm. Coaching Federation. And she said, if you're going to go down that path, instead of doing you know, sales methodology and coaching to a sales methodology, do peer coaching um, and focus your people on peer coaching. And so I did some research and said, okay, you know, what, what is that going to look like for an organization? What's the best thing? And I, I did a bunch of research on certifications because um, Jennifer really pushed me to be certified. And that's where I... I uh, found Robert Hicks, uh, Rob Hicks books and uh, started to delve into that. And I thought Rob Rob did a great job in that. And so I, I got an opportunity to meet with him and talk with him. And then um, he um, introduced me to another bright uh, light in my life, you, um, <laughs> who, you know, as we started to think about this and, and develop it, you know, one of the things I really got back to was, Scott Santucci saying, you really shouldn't be supplanting a manager 
as an external coach in a sales organization, what you really should be doing is developing coaching capability within that manager. And one of my sayings that I've crafted over the last several years is people do what their managers talk about. Really simple. If you want something done, make sure the manager is talking about it, right? right. And so um, I, I thought that, you know, to really get an impact in an organization, you needed to, to get the managers to evolve to be, at least have a coaching muscle to use. And so, um, you know, scratching my head saying, how do we do that? And I said, well, you know, one of the things I've, I've always seen is we, we train people, we put people through training and then kick them out of training and they're on their own, right? And as we started going through the um, University of Texas at Dallas program, yeah, because I want to pause you right there for just yeah. a second, because you were so, I want people to really hear some of the things that you're saying. But first of all, you have over the years found mentors and advisors and people to work with to to challenge your thought and to to explore. You started with this vision that's, that built over time because you saw the results. The, also, that piece of when I first became a leader, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was a great individual contributor. So they made me a leader. And I want the audience to hear, how often does that actually happen? You know, is that the exact thing that's happening it's, with the leaders that you're coaching? They want to be great leaders and haven't necessarily been given that muscle. So you, over the years, I want everybody to hear how intentional Tom was about kind of having his interests pricked about something, wanting to bring that forward, finding incredible people to to bounce ideas off of, to work with. You've worked with some incredible people. And then the research and the time and the energy he put into, I want to create this. So you said you found Dr. Hicks book. You thought that that, mm -hmm. that might work for you. And from that, you not just you, but several people on your team enrolled in a coach certification program. That's right. huge. So that's where I wanted to, because you sort of went into that, but I want people to yep. hear that you and several members of your team invested a year of your life in a, a coach certification program at the level two uh, level. So- yeah, it, it, absolutely. And, and and I give my team credit because they didn't do it because they were going to get a raise. They didn't do it for any other reason than they saw the vision and they believed in it. And they believed that it would make them better leaders um, to have coaching skills. So, I mean, that, that year was pretty intense. But one of the things that helped me further develop where we ended up was an essential part of that program is mentor coach and having a mentor coach to help you improve. And I saw, I mean, I thought I was a pretty good coach, but I saw my improvement through that period of time. And I said, geez, you know, that's really where we need to focus my folks on is on the managers themselves. And, and it, it was a sales orientation, but on the sales managers, but it applies to any other managing organization or management organization. They need somebody not just to train them, uh, or they don't necessarily just need to be trained. They need somebody to help them as mentors become 
the best coach they can be. And so that spurred it. And I started talking internally to our organization about investing further in coaching. And, you know, we had some advocates at the executive level. Um, And you really have to have an advocate somewhere above, because as you said yourself, if the vision is not in the organization, if the leader doesn't believe in it, it's not going to impact the layers below. Yeah. And, and I was lucky that I actually had a partner in, in this, um, was well thought of, same level as me, well thought of, you know, sort of that insider. You know, you always look for somebody that's got an inside track and whispering. And um, he worked with me on developing the program and, and the messaging around why it was important and impactful. At the same time, organizationally, we had a huge issue. This was the, the great resignation during the time of the great resignation, right? So we saw, uh, our attrition zoom it was just it was crazy and attrition and is so expensive for organizations it's huge i mean we were seeing uh you know it cost for every person we lost it was two hundred thousand dollars ouch um and and that was a big issue and, and it, it really i think was the catalyst for people needing to find a different way uh to invest one of the things that i i got the executive leadership in the sales organization, meaning, you know, the GVPs to really focus in on was uh, participation and how many people were actually hitting their quota. And it was probably on the lower side of what I've seen in, in the industry and far from best in class. And I got their buy-in that that was important, along with the VPs that reported into them. And then they started to see the value of where coaching could help them further develop that because it was about not just hitting a number as an organization and a director hitting a number or a sales manager hitting a number was increasing broad participation um, of employees so that they felt successful. And um, and they saw coaching as as a way to get there. You know, I, I, um, I, I had a lot of advocates and a lot of help. Um, so I can't say that I did this alone, but, but I do say that, you know, the vision of how to structure it was mine, Yeah, that we would put managers through a two day seminar on coaching that was experiential. So they got a chance and it was great working with you. Um, and Rob, I have the me. honor of teaching it. So I love yeah. that or facilitating it, that along yeah. with you. And, and it was so, so it was great to, um, to work on that. So it was custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our organization, and it, it resonated with everybody. Um, and that was that was the thing that, as we taught people, went through the training, and I went to every one of them. I was just excited about how excited they were to say, "This is the first time I feel like as a manager I've been invested in in something that was really impactful." And we overlay that with a mentor program, so that each one of the um, Managers had a sales mentor that went, had gone through the ICF certification through UTD. And so they were really top-notch coaches um, in, in my perspective. Um, and they observed them coaching their team live. Yeah, and I'm going to pause you there for just a second so that everybody who's listening is sort of tracking where we are. So the your vision based upon all that you had done, the people that you had talked to was we need to empower our leaders 
to be better coaches for their people so that they're empowered to bring their best forward. So that the, the coaching culture was not, let's bring thousands of outside coaches in to coach our people. No, what, what this whole program was about was let's teach leaders how to use this toolbox of skills that we have as coaches. Things like being curious and using questions and and being a little more into inviting rather than just giving all the time. Being able to challenge people with their questions to bring their ideas forward because one of the things that was really stressed was that we we don't want to encourage learned helplessness. We want right. to empower people to engage. So first of all, this coaching culture was teaching leaders how to coach. And secondly, not just giving them the skills in a two-day training and say, go forth and do everything differently. It was the, what I'd love to lean into now, if it's okay, is Mm-hmm. how you created a structure within the organization, A, through your mentor coaches, which you just talked about. So everybody mm-hmm. had a mentor coach and has a mentor coach to help them bring their coaching forward. So let's talk, A, about how the mentor right. coaches did that. And then also how you helped with resources and tools. I mean, I think it's a whole package, Tom. And I want mm-hmm. people to understand that it is, because how many times have we had a two-day training that it lit us up, excited right. us, and then we go back to life, and it sucks us in the vortex, and if we don't have anything to anchor us into the new skill, that new skill is likely to fritter away. So let's first talk about, like, how did your mentors help support? How do they help support the leaders? So that, you know, the the, the key is, and the most impactful is observation. So they're observing the manager coaching an individual. And then they'll have a feedback session where they provide them feedback along a structure of things that, that are, are observable. So observable skills that, you know, that they would give feedback on. And in try to do it in a blend of a mentor, right? And, um, but then also use coaching to make sure that they're extracting that individual's curiosity about how to get better. Um, and, um, and it, and, and it goes back to this was the best way I've ever seen to create engagement and emotional commitment is to have a partner that helps you along the way and has a safe environment where, Hey, listen, it's okay not to do a great job as long as you're committed to improving, right? And as long as you're open to feedback. And um, and so that's what, um, and, and I will say that initially my mentor coaches were probably a little softer in terms of feedback than they probably should have been. But I think that they got a little bit harder and people, they got a lot more credibility when people saw them coaching. And so, and, and when they experienced coaching by a good coach. And I would uh, also say that that at the very beginning, everybody was new, everybody was vulnerable. So a softer approach in the face of a lot of vulnerability is is probably, you know, something they were growing their skills as mentor coaches, and the leaders 
we're growing their skills as coach leaders. Yeah. And, and I will say, you know, the, the second piece of it is what are the tools that we provided the managers? We had a, um, a tool that we used for salespeople to engage in conversations with their customers that, you know, we promoted the use and monitored that use. And so we created um, a coaching guide that was online. They can look at it. They can, you know, okay, if I'm in this situation, here's what I do. And, um, and, and so we gave them an aid to go back to and refer to that was custom made in that company's language. So it didn't, they didn't have to do any translation. So good. Um, we also um, embedded within Salesforce, which was a CRM, a, a coaching, coaching form, if you will, um, which, which really was a collaborative effort between the salesperson and the manager to lock in on what those individuals' goals were. What did they believe the value was of hitting that goal? What did it mean to them? And then how are they going to go about it? You know, what were their, what were their action items? And, uh, and then reinforce with the coach that there had to be an accountability effort to keep circling back to those goals to make sure people are on, on, on focus to, um, uh, to, to go along with that and hit it. We did recordings that were made available. Um, we also had, you know, with your help, seminars that we would do occasionally that coaches could, uh, managers could, could join so that we were expanding on some concepts and we're reinforcing others. We'll be back to my interview with Tom right after this message. As Tom mentions in today's interview, a huge part of the success of the program is the community of coaches that support the organization. Nobody's in there doing it alone. They are doing the heavy lifting together. That's exactly why I created the Star Coach community, to break the isolation of coaches trying to do everything on their own, getting caught in that silo of confusion and frustration that can come from trying to build our businesses ourselves, keep our skills strong ourselves, not being certain where to get our questions answered, and where to go to get the traction we need to create the kind of success we want. In the Star Coach community, members have access to our expert guests, to me for Q&A and hot seat coaching, to one another to build relationships and break the isolation, and to coaching demos, to learn and grow and continue our journey towards getting our work into the world and being the best we can be. That is just a scratch of the surface of all that's involved in the Star Coach community. If you'd like to know more and get a peek behind the wall of the different things that are usually behind the paywall, go to starcoachshow.com slash community starcoachshow.com slash community and get a peek into what the community offers and hear from some of the members of how incredibly valuable the experience has been for them. That's starcoachshow.com slash community. Now let's get back to the show. 
and you supported your mentor coaches by having mentor coaching sessions for them. So lots of, it wasn't a one and done. It was an effort that started at least a year before it was implemented by Mm -hmm. you getting all of your foundational pieces and training and, and things in advance. And then, and then one of the things that you had to do was sort of share your vision with the powers that be so that they would invest in something like this. And I think all of those are, it's not a a quickie, right? So if anybody's listening and is like, oh, but you know, there's so many moves. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts and you stuck to it. You, you sort of brought it forward to what impact, what would you say were some of the things that made this worthwhile for you or, or that ended up being the re- return on your investment, both yeah. in time, energy, money, and all of the yeah. things. And, yeah, and, and great, great question. And, um, and and it's got two answers. One is, what did it mean to me? We'll, we'll put that aside for a moment. What did it mean to the company who was investing, you know, the money? And it did take, it, I don't think it was exact, I don't think it was a year, but it was pretty darn close to a year to go through an approval process to get the funding for it. And it wasn't hard to convince really seasoned executives that coaching was worthwhile investment. The hard part was what would it look like, right? And what we did had not been done before, and none of the none of the executives ex- had experienced that. And quite honestly, I have not seen this in any other company or many other companies um, out there. Not all um, the pieces that you have together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the the benefit to the company was we saw attrition rates plummet. So uh, attrition rates dramatically improved. So that reduced cost number one. So that gave us a sense that employee satisfaction was improved. Employee engagement was improved. Because one of the leading causes of people leaving a company was disengagement. They don't feel connected. And so we got huge benefit in terms of retention. And that was a that was a big plus. The second piece was productivity. Um, we saw a huge, I mean, beyond what we had predicted, or I shouldn't say predicted, committed to. Because, <laughs> you know, with any corporation, you, you got to have a business case, you have to have an ROI and all that stuff. And, and the return there was phenomenal. The percentage of people that have, were hitting their quota significantly improved, trending toward best in class, I would say, uh, based on everything that I've, I've gotten um, in terms of feedback. I think that that was just to be able to, to cite what the improvements were goes back to having to have measurements in place about what you're trying to improve. You need to know where you are. You need to know where you want to go. But then you have to have the measurements in 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 um, in place in order to make sure that you know that you're on track. I think it's easier in sales, uh, in a sales organization, to to measure that impact. A little bit less so in in some of the um, back office jobs, if you will, mm-hmm. or other parts of a corporation. But they're measurable as well. You know, there are a couple of things that I wish we could have put in place. You know, one of the one of the misses was not starting out with an employee satisfaction survey that was particularly focused on their manager's skill as a coach. I, I pushed for it, didn't get get that. But that that was one of the things I think is is important for any organization to do in the start is see where you're at. 
you know, see where you're at in terms of their, your um, employees view of their immediate coach. So, you know, there are a couple things that I would add to the playbook, if you will, but, um, but I thought we did a pretty good job. I agree. And, and so some of the things that we're going to get to in just a second, what it meant for you personally, but I can say from in, in this particular structure, training over 200 of your leaders, the kinds of things that I heard from the leaders that also were sort of that ROI are things like, I feel empowered for the first time to sort of have a conversation, have a difficult conversation or how to draw the best out of the people that I work with. How to, I remember in an early on training, a comment such as, I'm leaving all my one-on-ones with my people with a long list of things to do. And then I'm saying, so what's wrong with that picture? And how, you know, whose whose responsibility is it to get those things done? So really shifting and empowering people to take care of their own responsibilities. But then when we're doing that, the whole team lifts together. Just the excitement that would ripple through a room as you were adding tools to very talented people who had track records of all sorts of success and yet never really had these particular types of tools taught to them. Mm -hmm. So just as from a facilitator point of view, seeing that energy and that focus, and as we talked about at the very beginning, making them get together and try use the skills during the yep. training. It wasn't uh let me throw up all over you for two days and then go no, it was stop and do, stop and do, stop and do. And and just that would perpetuate the energy as well. And, and and I'll say, Meg, um when you go to any when you observe any training session for managers and above, so managers, directors, VPs, and it's a two-day session, it's, a, it's an eternity for these guys to be away from the field. And you almost never have their attention for the entire period of time. In this particular case, for two solid days with rare exception, you captured 100% of their time because they viewed this as an investment in their leadership skills. They saw the, the value to them and, and they were engaged and, and designing the program in a way that Forced them to interact, um, right. you know, was was an important part of it, and that's what uh, you know. You and, and Rob uh, bought, you know, bought uh, one of one of the many things you guys brought to the table uh, was that instructional design piece. Well, I don't know how many times you and I would say to each other, "There's no laptops open. Nobody yeah. has their phone in right. their hand. Like yeah. everybody is completely focused and engaged." And when you, like you said, take these top leaders out of their environment and say, okay, I'm going to give you a couple breaks and you can do things during those breaks, but right now I need your time, your energy, your focus, and then make it worth their while. It pays off in spades. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about personally? What did this mean for you personally? So, you know, I think a couple things. One, I did a research paper back in 2010, I think it was, about my experience in, in, uh, I'd mentioned, you know, the whole how do you do transformation, et cetera, and really coming down to, you know, one of the key, one of the key aspects was you need employee engagement and emotional commitment. So 
I felt like I finally found out how to do that. And, you know, and, and so that in and of itself, you know, kind of a 10-year quest to figure out how do you do that, right, was uh, was my, you know, one of, the, one of the benefits to me. I think having my immediate employees, who are the mentor coaches, tell me time and time again, or thank me time and time again for the gift I gave them, who doesn't love that, right? It just gave me and, goosebumps. Yeah. And, and so, um, and, and I think, you know, the other piece too is, you know, when, when you spend a career focused on helping others deliver their very best um, and helping organizations deliver their very best, when you finally hit a home run or a grand slam, I think in this particular case, it's hugely rewarding. I, and, and I have to say that out of everything that I did in my entire career, this was probably the most impactful thing I ever did. That's so neat. So as we're wrapping up our time, because unfortunately our time flew, if somebody listening is thinking, I really want to change my organization and bring more coaching in, we obviously talked about a lot of things, but I'm just wondering if there's like a cherry on top or anything in particular that you would say, maybe start here. Yeah, I think, um, and, and actually, you know, I, I just, I don't know how I got this book, but somehow it, um, whether it was Amazon sending me a, a suggestion, but Keith Rosen wrote a book, uh, Coaching Salespeople to be Sales Champions. And it's all about how to develop a coaching culture. Um, I, I really wish I, either he would have written it earlier or I would have read it earlier, but he's got a whole map of things that you need to have in place. But one of the things that he said is a failure point of any coaching program is to not have a coach the coach element to it. That's really key. So I think to be successful in developing a coaching culture within an organization, number one, you need to really remember people do what their managers talk about. So you got to focus on the managers and uh, kudos to Scott Santucci for banging me over the head with that one. So the, the key is to focus your effort on frontline sales managers, frontline managers, doesn't matter if they're sales managers or, or whatever, and to emphasize to those individuals that basically have four jobs. One is a manager, you know, which is delivering, you know, um, the donuts, if you will. Second is is, is a, a trainer because they, they've got to constantly be training people to do different things, new things, um, et cetera. Third is his mentor. I mean, most of these people, a lot of what they do is mentoring because, you know, they were... Um, experts at what they did. But the fourth element is being a coach. That's an element that you have to instill in people that that is an important and critical part. That's key. You have to have executive um, sponsorship. If your executives are not talking about this, aren't inquiring, aren't coaching, things won't, you won't get the return on investment that you would like. And then having a coach the coach program where you have really certified coaches that are also subject matter experts in terms of what they're, you know, what they're coaching to, I think is critically important because you can't just train people and expect that they're going to change their behavior that has gotten them to where they are, right? Every manager's got a huge ego and they think that they the way they do things is the best way to do it. So you have to have mentors and and having a coach the coach program is is key. There's there's probably a dozen other things, but those are the major ones. Those are great. I appreciate you taking your time to share this 
incredible success that you've had and and your vision with all of us. You you've left corporate America. What are you doing now? I had had to focus on um, on a couple of things myself uh, for the last uh, eight nine, eight or nine months or so. But I'm actually, you know, I've kind of hung out my shingle, right? And um, I'm doing some coaching and I'm, I'm pretty selective about in terms of who I'm getting engaged with and, um, and what I'm doing um, and also helping advise people about how to create a coaching culture. And that's probably the most exciting thing is when I can, when I can get an organization that really wants to get there and help them figure out a pathway. It took me 40 years to figure this all out. The least I could do is share some shortcuts to people. Which you did today. So I thank you for that. It's always a joy to spend time with you. Thanks for joining us today. Meg, thanks. Thanks for everything. I really appreciate the time. I just have to be honest. That interview warmed my heart because so much time and energy has gone into that program. It has a special place in my heart because I've been able to train those leaders and see the results. And Tom is just one of those people who understands coaching, understands leadership, and wanted to make a change. And boy, did so in such a powerful way. So thanks again to Tom Berland for coming on the show and sharing his expertise. If you want to know more about Tom, go to starcoachshow.com slash 370, starcoachshow.com slash 370 to be able to connect with Tom. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to take two weeks off for the holiday to wrap up the year. Take this time to visit old Star Coach Show episodes that maybe you are unfamiliar with. If we're at episode 370, that means that there are 369 other episodes that I'm super proud of that I really believe can make a difference for you. So peruse through at starcoachshow.com here or on the YouTube channel you can explore and just get a sense of all that's available through starcoachshow.com. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen and consider leaving a rate and review. My conversation with Tom does continue in the Star Coach community. So if you want to know more about the Star Coach community, go to starcoachshow.com slash community. I want to let you know how very much I appreciate you listening, you being a part of the show. I want to continue to bring this show into 2024, 2025, and continue. So I would love any feedback that you have, any topics that you might want to um, experience. Be sure to leave those comments wherever you listen to the show. And until next year. This is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your success. Be kind to yourself. Enjoy the people in your life. Share the love. Have a great end of the year and we'll see you in 2024.